ICA Gills Scoop National Honours, article by Suzanne Pender. There were national honours for Carlo ICA Federation recently, with three members emerging as deserving prize winners in three nationwide competitions. Carlo ICA members were awarded first prize in two national ICA competitions and runner-up in a third, proving just how creative and industrious the organisation remained despite the challenges of the pandemic. Annette Reddy, Carlo Federation President from the Lachlan Bridge Guild, was announced as winner of the 2021 National ICA Trophy for Reporting, with her insightful entry, queuing the new norm. It was good news too for Kathleen Byrne from the Gary Hill Guild, who won the 2021 National Art Competition Cup for her still life painting. Success also followed with Bernie O'Halloran from the Tin Ryland Guild, deemed highly commended in the 2021 National ICA Creative Writing Competition. Due to the restrictions around gathering, Annette presented the National Cup to the first prize winner Kathleen Byrne in Gary Hill. She also handed over the ICA Federation chain of office to incoming president Mairead Phelan from the Ballyconnell Guild. Deputy makes bus funding a priority, article by Suzanne Pender. Calls have been made on the Minister for Transport to progress urgent funding for a bus service for Carlow Town. Deputy Jennifer Murnane O'Connor insisted recently that gaining funding for this project is a top priority of mine. Following regular and persistent engagement with the Minister and the National Transport Authority, the NTA, I have been informed that the project to secure provision of an urban-style bus service in Carlow Town is currently at the top of the list of NTA's town projects requiring funding from the Department of Transport, said Deputy Murnane O'Connor. I have been and will be pressing the Minister for this funding to urgently progress this vitally important service for the people of Carlow Town. The Carlow TD added that Minister Eamon Ryan has given me his commitment to the bus town service and I explained to him the urgent need for Carlow Town to have a bus service. According to the NTA, it is envisaged that the new service will provide two cross-town routes serving IT Carlow, the town centre, the railway station and major employment areas. Coverage will also include the leash side of the town, with services planned to operate seven days a week, from early in the morning until late evening, at half-hourly intervals on each route. Fully accessible electric buses will serve some 60-plus stops across the town. Leap ticketing is also planned to be available on the new service. Intel's grant scheme benefits 11 organisations. Article by Suzanne Pender. 11 organisations from County Carlow have benefited to the tune of almost €21,000, thanks to Intel employees. The leading technology firm's 2020 matching grant programme saw 379 community organisations and schools from across Ireland receive grants totalling €1.4 million. Eleven organisations from the Carlow area were part of the 2020 matching grant scheme and are set to receive funding totalling €20,634. The organisations include Clonigal National School, County Carlow Football Club, Gaelskolone Hursk, Kalesian FC, Palatine GAA Club, Ratvili Juvenile GAA Club, Skullvurgan Small, 
Satanta GAA Caharlach, Slaney Rovers AFC, St. Patrick's National School and Tullow RFC. Every year, Intel Ireland employees volunteer thousands of hours in the communities where they live and work. Despite the challenges of the past year, once again, people have found ways to support and help others and, as a result, last year, Intel employees volunteered more hours than ever before. Every year, for every hour that an Intel employee volunteers at an approved organisation, there is a match or grant of $10 paid by the Intel Foundation to the organisation where they give their time. Specsavers ramps up COVID campaign. Article by Suzanne Pender. Specsavers Carlo has rallied together with Specsavers stores across Ireland in response to the ongoing COVID crisis in India, donating funds for vital oxygen supplies, food and other services. The company and its store partners have raised a total of €70,000 for its long-term charity partner, the Hope Foundation, to support its emergency response to the latest deadly wave of infection. Specsavers has actively supported the Hope Foundation over the last four years, raising more than €200,000 for the charity and services to date. In particular, it funds the Hospital Eye Care Clinic in Kolkata, in addition to undertaking annual missions to India where it provides eye care to the street and slum communities. Having been to Kolkata and witnessing the level of poverty and lack of healthcare facilities and resources available in a pre-COVID era, it is terrifying to try even to imagine the true reality of what's actually happening on the ground there today, said Dolores O'Neill, Specsavers Carlo. With a population of 1.4 billion people, suppressing the pandemic in India was always going to be a struggle. There are now approximately 21 million confirmed cases, with over 230,000 reported deaths. There are countless stories of people being turned away from hospitals as a direct result of the fragile healthcare system and oxygen shortages, with other reports saying that crematoriums are burning 24 hours a day. Hope has launched an appeal to help the hospital treat patients and ease suffering in the slums throughout the crisis. Call 021-429-2990 to donate or visit hopefoundation.ie. Godfrey's Gospel according to Michael Godfrey. Hopefully we'll never see lockdown again. When you get to my age, not that I'm an old fella, at least not in my eyes, the simplest of things can give the most pleasure. When the first lockdown was over, it was buying a pair of socks. Last week it was going into a shop and after five minutes, knowing the trousers I had bought were going to fit. Granted, they had to be turned up, but every pair of trousers I have ever owned have had to be blessed by the hand of a tailor after purchase except on the rare occasion when I actually splashed out on a tailor-made suit. I am one of those people who simply cannot buy online. The size charts either don't allow for my size at all, or when they proclaim to have an item that will fit, they forget to say that it fits one size only, if you know what I mean. Unfortunately, even though average sizes seem to be on the rise, manufacturers appear to be heading in the opposite direction. Us men have it easy. Normally, when an item doesn't fit, it means going up a size or two. 
However, I am reliably informed that when women get an item that isn't the size it proclaims to be, they have to go up not just one size, but perhaps two or three, and then the item is all wrong. But back to my trousers saga. I had originally intended purchasing one item, but such was the pleasure I got from knowing that they would fit perfectly on collection, I ended up buying two. That prompted a conversation between myself and the owner, you know me, I can never keep my mouth shut, about the pros of online shopping and whether he had benefited from it during the various lockdowns. He was honest enough to say that prior to lockdown he would have thought there was little or no business for him, as plenty of his clients were like me. But he was proved wrong. Not that he was overly busy, as he said in his own words, ticking over. He shipped all over Ireland, even to some of the islands, as well as overseas, but nothing could compare with face-to-face -face contact with customers. One man, who was probably the first across the doorstep on reopening, said that, like me, there was no point in him buying online. He believed he was a size 40, but in the end he left with a size 44. I could immediately relate. We see what we want to see, irrespective of reality. What I did notice, though, was a lot of window shopping, and that the town wasn't mad busy. I wasn't expecting to be mobbed, but I had expected a little more activity. Equally, I hadn't expected to find leftovers from Christmas on sale in some shops, but then again, what else could I have expected, bearing in mind that they had been shut since the start of the year? As of yesterday, Monday the 7th of June, we can all enjoy some outdoor dining, weather permitting, and slowly life continues to return to normal. Let's keep the fingers crossed that this latest rollout continues and there are no more bumps along the way. We all know the fine weather in this country is fleeting at best, and before we know it, the long dark nights will be back. Wouldn't it be dreadful to think we'd have to endure another lockdown as well as our normal winter weather?